This podcast contains mature content and is not suitable for all audiences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sex! Sex. I'm Cece, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Nina, and my pronouns are she, her. Nina, um, I'm having some trouble because I got this puppy thing going on right now. So, listeners, if you hear a puppy in the background, um, he's vying for attention right now. And I'm coping with the reality of a life with a puppy currently. And it's it's something, Nina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, I told Cece earlier that I have had two puppies. I love my dogs to the end of this earth. I would die for them and I will never do puppies again. Um, I did not hear you saying that before I got this puppy. So I'm, I'm so not sorry sure where that was at. <laughs> uh, it's, oh. I, I think it's similar to what um, parents of human babies do where they like, they get amnesia and they're like, everybody should have babies. They're the best. And then people are in their misery of bleeding nipples and sore oh, vaginas. Man. And they're like, oh yeah, this part sucks. And it's like, wait, you didn't, you didn't say that before. And now <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> you didn't talk about the bleeding nipples. No, um, it, it, um, it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. I was telling Nina that because Ollie's getting all of this attention and he needs it right now. I'm feeling so touch starved and not that Sarah's doing an awful job. It's just, we're exhausted. <laughs> we're exhausted. I imagine people that have babies and younger kids feel very, I mean, probably feel very similar to that. Yeah. I can tell you that, you know, we let our very big standard poodle sleep in our bed with us. So our sex life has changed, but not even that, like our cuddling and just like being able to be against each other at night has changed too. We've had yes, to to that. It's that. Yeah. I miss that. And so I find myself fantasizing about <laughs> dropping him off and just having a whole day of cuddles with Sarah where we don't do anything. We don't have to take anybody out. We don't have to ask what's in your mouth a billion times. We just get to like be next to each other. Do it. I'm not kidding. Do it. I need to. We need to. Yeah. Our, our two weeks on vacation, I mean, we missed the hell out of the dogs. Like every moment, I think that we weren't like in the moment we were talking about the dogs, but we got to snuggle. <laughs> it was like, wow, there's another human in bed with me. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. a great reminder of like why that's very important to be intentional. Like you need that time with each other. I miss the hell out of Sarah. And I know Sarah misses me and as much as we love our little Ollie and all of his cuteness, we also miss each other. So I think we have a doggy daycare date coming up soon. So it'll be good. Can you do it on the weekends? Can you do like a Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, I think they have uh, Saturdays available here oh, in South Dakota. It. it feels like nothing that you want to have open is open on Sundays. So, mm. you know, but we can make sure Saturday happens. It sounds lovely. And also we have amazing family that would be willing to probably hang out with Ollie. So we just got to reach out and make it happen and be intentional. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for not telling me about the realities of a puppy, Nina. I'm sorry. I will. I'm going to learn from this. <laughs> 
I'm going to tell everybody how shitty it is to have a puppy. (laughs) You think she's cute. She was a terror two years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Ate everything. Yeah. (laughs) What have you been? I'm curious. You know, sometimes we talk about shows that we're into. I'm curious what you've been watching lately. Okay. So I am an imperfect person and (laughs) I have not been happy about this, but I started watching the newer season of the Kardashians. Oh, you're killing me. I know. I was really into them when they first came out. I watched them. I watched the first like five, seven seasons maybe when it was on E and then I stopped for a while and I was like, I can't, I actually had to unfollow all of them on social media. I had a really hard time like just seeing them all the time. And then a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? Let me just see what, what their (laughs) show on Hulu is about. Like you did it. Let me just, let me just see. (laughs) And it was entertaining and it was like, whatever. I, I was really kind of having it on in the background while I was doing stuff throughout the day. And then I got, I listened to a conversation and I'm sorry for those of you who are fans, if I'm going to misquote anything from what I'm remembering, but I think it was around Courtney's engagement and families blending. And they were talking about Kylie and Kendall's dad, who is Caitlyn Jenner, Mm -hmm. who we know as Caitlyn Jenner. And they were talking about her with, with her dead name. And You know, I've, I've had this, like, this happened in the, this, this has happened, I'm sure, for a lot of people in the past. Caitlin, when, when she was an Olympian, was a huge household name. I mean, she was on cereal boxes. I mean, she was, she was a, a, a true athlete that everyone knew. And yet we still didn't use her dead name mm. because she had come out. And, you know, another side note that I'd like to say is, no matter how abhorrent I think she is with her politics, it is not um, a reason to disrespect somebody and misgender them on purpose. And so I'm watching the show and I'm like, they're using her dead name and the wrong pronouns for her. And like, maybe there's, maybe we have a conversation about that. Like, what is that about? When, when is it okay to talk like that? And is it okay to do that? You know, I just, I, I got really, I was really caught off guard by that. And I didn't see anything online about people saying like, Hey, her name is Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I haven't followed this. I think the last time I like maybe kind of tuned in was when Caitlin was in the process of coming out and, um, like transitioning and exploring who, who she is. And I remember there, if I remember correctly, them filming these interactions around them trying to process like what this meant. And you could tell that there was obviously some resistance to what was happening, which I think like, I think is a thing that families experience. One of the things that I try to keep in mind is that when we come out or when we're transitioning, the whole family, the whole system is experiencing this too. And that doesn't mean that it's okay to dead name. And also too, for people who don't know what dead naming is, dead naming is utilizing the name that somebody was given at birth um, instead of the name that they have chosen to represent themselves and identify as. I think that for a lot of families, that is a time of flux. You know, like I've known you as this person for so long and I can't just change overnight. And I think that 
can be a very real experience for some people. You know, I think a lot of times when people are in the process of coming out or transitioning, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes we've thought about it for a really long time. And we've gone through the motions of what that means and the grieving, and it doesn't stop after you come out. There's a lot of different stages of grieving through that. But I think families do that as well. So I remember watching this happen on TV, and then I kind of just checked out of the whole conversation. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know if Caitlin had conversations with the family about it's okay to utilize this name or like stepdad and this, like, has that... Is that a thing? I remember what I remember is that she told her children, I'm still your dad. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm still your dad. I'm who I am. This is who I am. This is who I've always been. And now I get to kind of be myself. That's, that's what I remember. And so, you know, yes, Caitlin may have looked different and had a different name when she was an Olympian, but that's always who she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they were dead naming her and it was like over and over and over, it was like seven or eight times in a row, they used the wrong name and the wrong Ugh. pronouns. And I was like, wait, Hulu, you guys have producers. Like is no one. And, and you know that they interrupt conversations constantly and have them start over because it's a show. It's a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, yeah. And I, I did a very half-ass check on Twitter to see if anyone had said anything about it. I didn't see anything. I probably should have checked Reddit actually, but yeah, I, I it definitely kind of threw me. It's, it's painful. So, I mean, here's, here's kind of, I guess what it comes down to, right? And this is a really great topic for listeners who maybe have family members who are transitioning, friends, um, people they know, and just in general to know is one of the reasons that it's important for Nina to Nina and I to identify our pronouns is it gives you a frame of reference for who we are when we're talking, right? So if I didn't say I use they, them, the assumption might be that I use she, her. And some people get really frustrated, like, why should I care? Why does it matter? It is literally changing a word. It's changing a word for me to show respect. And I think if we're getting inconvenienced by a word, wow. I mean, it it concerns me then what maybe perhaps else you won't acknowledge to respect me as a person. Like that really is such like a foundational way of showing support for somebody and respect. And you don't even have to understand. That's the beautiful thing. You don't have to understand their story to just choose to respect them. Long story short, whatever Caitlin decides in terms of like how she wants to be acknowledged by her family in in terms of like the name that they utilize or the pronouns that they use, like that's what matters. Right. So she comes to them and says, hey, you know what? Like you, you can still call me dad. And, you know, I don't mind in the space if you use certain pronouns or if you use my dead name cool, then that's their situation. But I don't know if that's happened. And also how painful is that? That's painful, like on a level of like personal, when you Mm -hmm. just have it in like a conversation one-to-one with somebody and that doesn't happen, you're like, oh, this is happening over and over and over again for years to Caitlin. Yeah. And then on TV in front of millions millions of people. Right. Millions of people. Ugh. That is literally getting your identity. Just, I don't know. It's inconvenient for me. I don't want to deal with it. So whatever. 
in front of millions of people who are then learning that it doesn't matter to respect people's identity. And it kind of spits on the fact that like, that's who she always was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Cece just mentioned that their pronouns are they, them. And when I met Cece a year and a half ago, uh, their pronouns were she, they. And I remember talking to them about it. I almost, I, I just almost fucking did it again. I talked to them <laughs> about it and I said, hey, your pronouns are she, they. Do you have a preference to which one I use? Um, and I think I remember you saying, uh, no, I'm good with either. And you made a joke of like, I want to see how many times, how many different times you can use one of uh, each pronoun in a sentence. <laughs> kind of making, you know, kind of joking about it. That feels like it. me. That feels, yeah. that feels consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, a little while ago, you let me know my pronouns are they, them. And I said, okay, great. Told my husband. So we were, everyone's on the same page. And for the most part, like it's easy, it's, it's easy for me to refer yeah. to you as they, them. And I slip up. Oh my God. I slip up. <laughs> I mean, truly. And like, yeah. the, here's, Nina, I'm really actually glad you just slipped up g- genuinely because yeah. this is such a great example of how you just adjust it. When you know you made a mistake, just correct it. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It doesn't have to, you don't have to like feel this guilt because what happens when we experience that, which is coming from a place of love, like you feel bad, right? Oh yeah. But you're putting this weird uh, weight on the person to sit with this story. And they're like, okay, you're just like, make it worse. Just say they. <laughs> like, if you can yeah. just say they, move on. Cool. Right? Like, you just gave a really great example of how people can do that. So, listeners, if you're talking to somebody who's asked for a certain pronoun and identifies with a certain pronoun and you make a mistake, just correct it. Just correct it. That is like the easiest way that you can show that you're aware that you made a mistake and that you want to move on. Right. And if someone corrects you of their pronouns, thank them and move on. You can yes. say, Oh, thanks. And move I on. Know. That can create some feels for some people. I understand that, but those are your feelings. It's not for the other person to have to carry the weight of. Right. Right. But you're right, Nina. So I guess like I'm kind of in, new in this whole identity component in terms of gender. So, you know, a year and a half ago, I was using she, they, and I don't have this, you know, if somebody uses she, her, I don't have a visceral response to that. You know, I, I understand that that's how people are seeing me. Um, some people have different experiences with that and that's okay. So this is mine. And for me, I was like, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, so I'm using she, they, why am I doing that? And I just realized it's easier for me to fit into the they, them category, it, which is hard for people because we like to think in binary terms, male, female, straight, gay. We have such a, <laughs> we have these two boxes for such a diverse population of people and experiences. There's no way we can fit into just two, you know, and for me growing up, I'm sure a lot of people in my family would probably testify to this. I was known as a tomboy, right? I didn't, I, I, I do not remember a time where I genuinely loved to do things that are societally um, identified as female, right? Like dresses, yuck, uh, feminine colors, not my thing. Um, putting makeup on like, and again, these are very societally determined feminine things. I think feminine can be a lot of different things too. I want to really preface that, but I haven't been into it. And actually I've really been drawn to the things that a lot of people um, identify as like more masculine, 
that feels more true to the nature of who I am. And I wish for people who are cis, you know, which cisgender is you, your, your gender identity matches the, the gender that are the sex that you were given at birth. So for people who are cisgender, they might not understand this experience that I'm describing because it's never been a thought for them. It just kind of naturally worked for them. And I'm happy for you. That's exciting. But for me, my life has been filled with these challenges of trying to navigate asexuality, but be gender and go, I, I don't, I don't see myself reflected in the things that you do. And then having to deal with on different levels, the consequences of what that means. Right. So, you know, there are certain messages that you get growing up around, for example, playing the drums or the guitar being a boy thing to do. Wow. Really? Oh, I, I shouldn't be surprised. Guitar mm-hmm. is a boy thing? Drums Guitars, are a boy thing? They're a boy thing. And because of this, even though I had a huge desire to to do those things, I it wasn't accessible to me in the way that it was to my brothers. Mm. Right? Or and and that gets really confusing too, because I remember things like mowing the lawn was masculine or a boy thing, but I had to mow the lawn. So it was these weird messages constantly being given to me about this is who you're supposed to be. This is what we expect of you. And those things aren't the, the way that you're portraying yourself isn't acceptable. And I, I, I feel the need to be really clear. I love my mom and dad. <laughs> and I also acknowledge that they grew up in a time where the binary was all that was being talked about. And they were products of their own upbringing and their own messages that they were a part of. And the beautiful thing is like, I'm at a space in my life or a part of our generation where I don't have to hold those messages and perpetuate them anymore. So I can hold both frustration for my family and also love and compassion for them at the same time. Both are true. Both are true. Yeah. I'm sure they probably would say the same about me, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it's just, it's an interesting adventure and I don't know where it's going to take me. I just know that where things are at right now, this feels the best with who I am and who I want to be. And I just really love that for you, Nina. It's been um, effortless to a degree of just like acknowledging like, yep. Okay, cool. That's what we're doing. And celebrating. You literally celebrated with me when I was like, Hey, I think like the, they, them thing is just like, it's, you were like one of the first people that just like, you had so much joy. And I think honestly, besides Sarah, I think you were the first person I told. Okay. Well, now I'm going to start crying on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might too. (laughs) I just, I feel safe with you. And I just, I know that you will always respect and honor me. And I, I do you. So I love you. And you know, I think, yeah, I'm, (laughs) I love you too. We said in this podcast we would cover laughter and tears, and these these tears are like you know, like happy, like overwhelming joy joy tears. But yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's not just it's not just I who love you who love you. Um, (laughs) We're gonna go with it. Whatever you know, a lot of us, a lot of us out here in the world love you and are uh, just want to see you be your authentic self. 
I really love that. And I want that for everybody else around me too. I think that's a very important cornerstone of who I am is just like, I want to be authentic and I want you to be able to be authentic. And I, I think that it's okay to allow ourselves to be flexible and to be fluid about who we are, because I am not going to be the same person now that I am when I'm 80. I don't want to be the same person. I don't want to, and some people might, and that's okay. But for me, like I, I want to evolve and explore and grow and color with different crayons and color outside the lines. And I want people to have permission to do that around me too. You know? Yeah. So dang. Yeah. Look at us. (laughs) So listeners, a big takeaway from today's conversation is if you have somebody in your life that is exploring their identity, whether it be gender identity or sexuality, listen to them, listen to their requests, be willing and, and, and open to acknowledging who they are in the space and allow them the freedom to, to learn. You know, we learn by doing And so allow them that space. Don't judge them for that and be open to supporting them in whatever, you know, becomes their adventure in life. Whatever journey they're on. Whatever journey. Yeah. Be there with them, cheering them on. Yeah. And um, I'm promising you and the listeners right now that I'm absolutely taking a break from the Kardashians. I'm oh, thank you. between between that and then all of the anti-Semitic stuff that uh, the family's been involved in. I'm, I'm okay to take a little break. Yeah. I found another show to watch. Um, I'm scared to ask what it is. It's Nina. married at first sight and it's, it has other issues. It has other issues that we can talk about mm. another time, but it is, it's, it's doing what it needs to do while I'm, you know, folding laundry and washing dishes. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I, I was about to say no shame, but a little shame. <laughs> <laughs> There's, but I'm, I'm glad you're shifting away from the Kardashians because. Yeah. Yeah. I, one season was toxic. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening today. Um, we love you. What else do we want to say to them? I, my brain, everything just left my brain. <laughs> Thank you for being on this adventure with us. Um, Please, please, please. The way that this all works is that, you know, we get likes, we get stars, we get, you know, people sharing our information. Please put our stuff out there. We're trying to reach as many people as we can um, and hopefully get these conversations around sexuality, gender, all of the things, relationships um, out there and accessible to people that maybe don't have access to going to therapy or, um, you know, are able to research things in a way that are beneficial for them. So, Please, please share our stuff. Our email is tsp.podcast at protonmail.com. Well, you know that pressure, that pressure you feel every time you say that? I know. Oh, it's in I your whole body. You. I yes. just watched, I watched Cece as they finished saying it. The, I saw the stress melt away. Oh my God. That was scary. No. Um, it was good. <laughs> Thank you. So as always, we love you. Um, we have a long episode coming up. Nope. Yeah. 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 We have a long episode coming up next. um, And we're looking forward to sharing some more information with y'all. Be well. Love you. Bye. Bye. 
We would love to hear your stories, thoughts, feedback, and questions. Please submit them to tsp.podcast at protonmail.com. All submissions are anonymous and identifying characteristics will be altered to protect confidentiality. Today's episode has been produced and mixed by Nina and Cece, the music created by Kile, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the underscore sex pod. Share, like, and follow. Sex.